0: Didn't you say bye fight fans too? Yeah, I said, hey, fight fans. And then- Bye,
1: bye fans. Radio Raheep here, bleaching my veins, getting rid of this Rona. Oh, 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 oh. If Floyd Mayweather were to come out of retirement and face Lomachenko at 140 pounds, that would be the fight I would most want to see. Were you not entertained? <laughs> Were you more entertained by KSI and Logan Paul or Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor?
0: I was Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, hands down. What?
1: (laughs) Radio Raheem, stuck with you, Michelle Joy Phelps, and the fight fans, of course. As always, you know, that seemed like a cute title when I first started this show. It's getting kind of ominous now. I think we might actually be stuck with each other for quite some time. But uh, of all the people I could be stuck with, boxing fans and Michelle Joy Phelps are absolutely my first choice. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome to greet the folks, Michelle. Hey, guys. Hey,
0: my fans.
1: (laughs) Uh, how are you doing, Raheem? I was having a good week. I thought, like, early on in the week, there were, you know, uh, I know you and I differ on how to receive these statistics from the coronavirus and the upticks and spikes and whatnot, but I thought, you know, places are opening up, maybe I'm going to get a PR email sometime soon, book a ticket somewhere, see a yeah. fight somehow. And uh, my week progressively got worse from there. It started with news that 53-year-old Mike Tyson was coming out of retirement, which we talked about last week. And, of course, uh, I put the kibosh on that immediately. Like, I don't even think this guy has a temperament to box anymore, much less at 53, the physical acumen or should be in that kind of harm's way. But then, of course, somebody from the distance shouted, let's go, champ. <laughs> and the internet went crazy yeah. and by fake news Friday, all of a sudden there was like a deal made 20 million bucks or a hundred million bucks or 120 million bucks. <laughs> I have to clarify. We have to
0: clarify because I even got confused. It was like one minute, it seems like there was a fight made. And then the next minute there's not a fight made. It was a tweet that came from a, a, a fake account Uh, Can we clarify that a little bit? Because I'm still a little confused by what what
1: happened. Well, in keeping with Fake News Friday, Dubai Friday came along, and yes, Fake News was all the talk of the town. I believe, at least from what I can deduce based on Twitter and subsequent news accounts from different outlets, was that uh, the bare-knuckle fighting championship people had made an offer to Mike Tyson uh, to the tune of $20 million. Again, even that's a rumor, not officially confirmed, but that seems to be what everybody believes and not being disputed by the uh, bare-knuckle people, that they made $20 million offer to bring Mike Tyson in to fight Shannon Briggs in a bare-knuckle contest. I don't know what... Any other rules beyond that, although having covered bare knuckle boxing, um, I can tell you it is a brutal two minutes. And I covered that fight in Florida and everybody I talked to, winner or loser, took serious injuries participating in that event. I'm talking about broken bones. Everybody had cuts. I mean, you might find uh, an exception to that rule here or there. Maybe this guy wasn't cut. Maybe this guy's hands weren't busted up. Maybe, But everybody was battered in that thing. And uh, it's an enjoyable thing to watch if you really like the slapping of knuckle on bone. But the idea that two guys their age... Does
0: anyone really want to see
1: someone of that age do this? Like,
0: genuinely? No, seriously. Like, let's build real talk. Like, I like Mike Tyson. I don't want to see him permanently injured because of something like this.
1: I don't even want to see him in a boxing ring. When we talked about this last week, it wasn't a conversation about bare knuckle. I'm
0: thinking, like, Floyd Mayweather-style exhibition fights, not, like, bare-knuckle boxing, that's a, a very different type of exhibition. Do you get what I mean? Like,
1: No, I'm going further than you, Michelle. I'm saying I don't want to see him in the squared circle. I don't want to see Mike Tyson in shorts, stepping through the ropes, ready to punch and be punched. He's an icon in our sport. He is – the, the, the standing that this guy has and the progress he's made in his mental health – Physically, yeah, it's great. He looks fit. I'm happy about that. He's also got a fucking snow-white beard. Like, what are you guys doing? How thirsty and uh, gross are we? Like, there are plenty of capable, young fighters that have an opportunity to make their name and be champions. And we can wait on seeing who becomes the next Mike Tyson, if you will, if there ever will be one, but to try to drag the real Mike Tyson out of his house sure. and pull him into a boxing ring, much less a bare knuckle brawling cage to fight just for our amusement, I think is sick. Like, right. hey, we have to, as an audience, be like, yo, you're worth more than that to us now. You did that already. We respect it. Like, the career is wonderful. The in I mean, you know, I don't even. Want, the thing is, it forces us to talk about the end. Does anybody even remember the name Kevin McBride? Like, no. <laughs> but that's the guy who beat Mike Tyson, like on his stool. Like he quit against a. So if it ten years ago when Mike was forty-three, this was a terrible idea. Right, it's fifty-three well, years old. Like, it's, well, it's I completely agree with you. Like, could
0: not agree more. I think this is a terrible decision. Um, I care more about his health than us getting a few minutes of, of entertainment on our televisions, quite frankly. So I think that there should be a cap to these men returning at certain ages. I just don't think it's healthy. Like, it's not healthy at some, at what point— Like, if we, we claim to care about our athletes, right? We claim to care about their health, but who, whoever sanctions this does not care. <laughs> Period. People, people,
1: people. So, Go ahead.
0: Here's the thing i want to read this yeah in case no one's read it this is from the bkfc president david feldman he said we made a 20 million dollar offer to mike tyson and his team the other day to be quite frank they were very concerned about messing up his legacy and stuff like that so we'll see where it goes the next couple of days now i'm gonna read between the lines and stuff like that probably also means that there's still a bit I, they should be concerned about his health. And I know that there's been talk about it possibly being against Shannon Briggs, although that was not confirmed at all. But we know that Shannon Briggs has a deal with BKFC, so that's a bit different, isn't it? So they're, they're assuming that that's a fight they can match up. But the question that I beg, and I know that you want to ask as well, is does the fans actually want to see this? Do they actually want to see Mike Tyson return in a bare knuckle fight. Like, let's really, really think about that because you're talking about potentially damaging someone's health to the point of no return, okay? It's like my dad is in, he my dad's in his late 50s. Even if he was the most, like even if he was a fighter or an athlete in his day, there's no way in hell I'm gonna wanna see my, my father going in a ring and, and, and potentially get beat
1: up? I think quarantine has given everybody cabin fever. Like, these are not <laughs> the only two fighters talking about making senseless comebacks. I heard Evander Holyfield, who I sat down with in Las Vegas during Wilder Fury Fight Week. An incredible guy. Like, a wonderful... Uh, ambassador to the sport, a career to be lauded. And man, who is clearly delusional if he thinks there's a future for him inside the boxing ring. But I'm almost going to give, like, everybody a pass and hope that once the gates actually open up, that people come back to their senses. Like, we're just sitting here with no boxing, and the old heads are like, well, shit, why not me? You know what I mean? Like, we're all... (laughs) We're all maybe ready to go a little crazy and do things we'd otherwise not do if only we could go outside and do anything. But we as a boxing community have to say, no, Michelle, you're not going to let your dad go out of the house and start construction working, for. let's say. This, this, forget about somebody trying to hit him with a sledgehammer. You don't want your 50-year-old father like busting concrete. Boxing is a brutal sport on your body, just the training. Aspect of it, much less some other guy who's been training trying to bust your head open our our fighters who have made their name, who have given us years and years of their life, have put blood, sweat, tears, put their life on the line, many a night in the ring for our amusement and, of course, for their own legacy and uh, wealth deserve now for us to do them the favor of protecting them from themselves. That's what the referee's job is, right, in the ring. That's what the corner man's job is in the ring. Well, they're out of the ring now. So it's the fight fan's job to protect the fighter from himself. No, Evander. No, Mike. You know what, Shannon? Let's not go, champ. Like, (laughs) no.
0: (laughs) No, I agree. I mean, even George Foreman had a lot to say about... Mike Tyson coming back. I mean, he thinks that he's more than capable of doing it. Uh, Like I said, said, it's not something that I support. Is it like a... At first, when I heard all of this, I assumed it was like, you know, we have like the Fantasy Fridays where we like, if so-and-so was to fight so-and-so, like who would win? I didn't really think this was like real. (laughs) Like, oh, we could still do that? Yeah, like... (laughs) Wait, who? What? Why? So, I mean, if it's a if it's a a money issue, it's still a bad decision. Because let's say, for example, okay, you got paid twenty million dollars. Well, what happens if you come out of the ring and you're so something happens to you, you don't get to enjoy that money? Is it really worth you possibly spending the rest of your life here on Earth, it, it, it capacitated to a point where you may not be able to do anything? Mm. I don't think so, but again, I, I, I'm curious if the fans actually
1: want to see that. Do they think it's a good idea? Yeah, and I'm afraid, Michelle, it's probably going to be a mixed bag because I've yeah. seen a lot of reaction initially when they thought the fight was made, and I don't hear a lot of people talking like us. In fact, I feel here hear very few echoing these sentiments, but maybe that's because it's not real, real yet. You know, they're excited about an Instagram video, and there's nothing going on, so we'll take anything. But Please. they'll be the same people
0: that when he's, God forbid, something happens to him, they're going to be like, this is
1: disgusting. How did boxing allow this to happen? Like, it's, no, no. They'll be like making memes of how Mike Tyson can't form a sentence anymore. They'll be showing Shannon Briggs in a wheelchair or Vander Holyfield having a fucking heart attack. Like, it'll it'll be fodder. And what I'm hoping is that before all of that kind of, trolling and really disgusting elements of just the human behavior comes out, that the better of us will stop the community from allowing this to go forward in the first place. Because we can stop it. Like, we can say, no, just as as a voice of the consumer, this is not okay. We can't expect a promoter to do that for us because they're going to make too much money off it. And you can't talk a fighter who believes he can still fight Out of fighting. You and I both, Michelle, know that tirelessly. So it's up to the community of fans to be like, yo, you are more valuable to us than this now. You've done that already. I'd rather hear what you have to say about the up-and-coming fighters. I'd rather see you training the next generation. I'd rather see you smoking pot on your podcast and making jokes than putting yourself in harm's way. We got guys who can still do that. And boxing ain't going nowhere. You don't have to save it. Like, chill. And hopefully they uh, try to make this fight in the UK or England because I don't think they would pass the new rules that are established for British boxing. Please, let's Here. talk about this because it, it has me in my feelings. Yeah, of course. It has your, You know it's going to have you in your feelings and in your house <laughs> because it sounds like we may not be welcome at this venue. But you know, initially, let me tell you, let me tell you who's not welcome at the British Boxing Board of Control uh, sanctioned event in the UK. And they put this out as like a real detailed document as to what you can expect as a British boxing fan. It's the first document I've seen of its kind from any commission or any country. So, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to assume that. Usually the first people to put, like, a template forward, like people who have serious power and are in control of this kind of stuff, sets the tone. And then people tend to follow suit. So um, if America follows suit, if the rest of the world follows suit, that this could be what boxing looks like now.
0: Yeah, for a while at least.
1: Right. So list. definitely, I believe, is the word they've used. Go ahead.
0: Um, can I list off who should not attend before we start?
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah, go for okay.
0: it. <laughs> it says who should not attend the tournament. People 70 years or older, regardless of medical conditions. People with chronic oh, lung disease. For
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> there goes Foreman. it. I'm just saying. What's next? Uh, people with chronic lung disease or moderate to severe asthma, people with serious heart conditions.
1: There goes Vander Holyfield.
0: <laughs> people who are immune compromised, people with chronic neurological conditions, people who are seriously Wait, Did you hear this one? People who are seriously overweight. What's the cap?
1: So... Annie
0: Ruiz can't go either? (laughs) It's clearly saying that a lot of people should not attend. Um, People with diabetes, people with chronic kidney disease, or undergoing dialysis, people with liver disease, those who are pregnant.
1: So no new champion's wife. (laughs) Basically.
0: (laughs) <laughs> or, God forbid, any female correspondent get pregnant and can't go to work. Um those who are currently self-isolating as a result of the household member being COVID duh, that's pretty standard. Like any person who has tested positive for COVID within the previous 14 days, standard. Um, any person returning from abroad within the last 14 days or an overseas boxer, which means that if you and I would have to choose if we got invited back, we would have to choose between events if they were overseas, because then we would be required to only attend one every 14 days if it
1: was international. Well, I think at least my reading of that would be we'd have to go over 14 days early, which is really... What if they were
0: back-to-back is my point?
1: But once we're there, we've been there for... Right, like once you're in the country, four to fourteen days. But Michelle, think of it this way:
0: unless we were in Saudi Arabia, and the right. following week there was an event in the UK.
1: Yeah, but then everybody. Then how could Matchroom have a fight in Saudi Arabia and then so, the UK the next week? With it's all due insane.
0: respect, I like. With all due respect, I like the idea that we're moving to we're moving forward at least hosting events. Okay, but. When we continue to read down, a lot of it doesn't make sense. So I'm like, wait a minute, how are we supposed to do that? How are somebody supposed to quarantine 48 hours prior to the event? How does the weigh-in work? Are they gonna push the press conference a few days earlier? Sure, I'm sure that's fine. But how would a weigh-in work? The weigh-in has to take place the day before. How, do, how does a lot of this work for promoters or uh, management And the fighters, if the requirement is that you have to quarantine 48 days, I mean, 48 hours prior to fight night.
1: Right. And then think of this, because this did happen in the UFC, uh, who who has a fight tonight. I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. They're having a fight in Florida. Um, I'm just curious how how the logistics are going to work. But one fighter tested positive at the weigh-in or after the weigh-in. So what do they do? Trace back everybody he came in contact with at the weigh-in? Like, are those, if, some, if one of those people then contracted from him or test positive now, do you track? Like, one domino, one monkey can stop the show. Like, huh. these are kind of impossible restrictions on the one hand. And yes, I'm happy to see some kind of movement towards getting boxing back. But... I want boxing back. I don't want some kind of clinical presentation of something that smacks more of WWE because there's so many regulations and nobody's there to witness the actual event. This seems like it's going to have to be so overproduced and inaccessible that it may just change the nature of the consumption of the sport. The spectator aspect of this sport could be like changed forever. Or, like you said, we'll take what we can get.
0: Let's read off in case fans are not aware of what this says. It said that COVID-19 testing and pre-tournament quarantine. So it says, all in attendance at the tournament will require COVID-19 testing. The boxers, referees, and trainer um, will be required to undertake their COVID-19 testing 48 hours before the tournament once the test has been undertaken wait, once the test has been undertaken all boxers referees and trainers will be required to self isolate in a hotel and await the test result now this is 48 hours prior i'm so confused how this is going to happen it said that the BBBFC must be informed of all test results a minimum of 24 hours
1: before the tournament well, how is that? That now we're down to seventy-two hours. That's exactly. Also,
0: that makes sense. Also, so, does well,
1: that the mean hotel provision is res- is the responsibility
0: of the promoter? Yeah, so I got. It's supposed to pay for everyone's hotel room. Well, we're really screwed. We're not going to these
1: events. Right. and no for us to attend. Oh, I guarantee you they will put that cost on us. But then the thing is, if they do that and leave it up to us, how can they then be responsible for our behavior unless they're monitoring it? And this is all – what is this all on the honor system? Not like everybody in boxing isn't honorable. But are we saying that the fighter now cannot engage his own trainer for 48 hours before the fight and – up into maybe even through the weigh-in, like how does that work? If it's a 24-hour notice before the event, well, okay, then that makes room for the weigh-in. But then now we're pushing it back to a Wednesday before the fight, meaning that while the the most crucial days on which the fighter is supposed to be getting down to his weight, and we all know how difficult it is for a lot of fighters to make that weight, the two days prior they can't be in contact with their trainer. Or anyone else? They can't go anywhere. They have to sit around for 48 hours in in an isolated space by themselves and then do the weigh-in? What fighter is going to be
0: able to do that? I don't know. And it even says, COVID-19 screening on arrival at venue. So this is fight night. Upon arrival at the venue and prior to entering the arena, all attendees will have their temperature taken and pre-tournament medical questionnaire reviewed. All attendees must bring a copy of their COVID-19 test results to the venue. If any irregularities are identified, the individual will not be permitted to enter the arena.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay.
0: From the boxers, win in corners.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, no spitting. Remember that? Well, we're done. That's it. I don't know a single fire is going to be able to manage that.
0: Uh, I, okay. Look, the longer I go down this, the more the more questions I have. So clearly, whoever when when they wrote this, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of contradictions, and they're going to have to address them as they come, as it happens. Because clearly, how this is written out is impossible. Yeah. Like it is. It just is. Like when we're looking at how we normally structure a media week, right? So according to the normal structure, it looks impossible. So I'm curious to know how they're going to make everything work, but. Another question begs, when you look at the people who are allowed to attend, it says, um, so, so there'll be no ring girls allowed in the ring. I'm out. Does that mean there's no girls? Because there'll just be girls hanging ringside? So what does that mean?
1: Yeah, no no ring girls, no pregnant girls. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the yeah,
0: that's peremony, much bother, isn't it? The master's <laughs> ceremony, is not permitted in the ring, no camera people in the corners of the ring, and TV interviews are to take place in agreed destination areas or design. I'm sorry, designated areas. It says TV commentary area must have space enough for social distancing. Uh, the only persons allowed in the ring prior to and after uh, the contest are the boxers, one trainer, referee, and a medical officer. They have to be sitting two meters apart. Uh, officials are two meters apart in uh, at ringside and ringside working tables two meters apart. Now, according to what we've been reading down this, just to let people know, um, media is not not included in on this list. So um, here's the thing. I don't do this for a hobby. You don't do this for a hobby. The United States of America currently is only giving very limited resources to help us make ends meet, if any. Okay, I depend on attending events to survive like we cannot be excluded like there has to be an option to continue to have our businesses go otherwise i don't have a contract with somebody who's paying my bills the longer this goes who who else are we going to see collapse under this because We can't continue to survive off of just these videos. It's not possible. It's like there has to be some way of getting people to return to work. This isn't a hobby or I just enjoy being there. Like this is literally livelihood at risk here. And if it's like, if that means I have to go take tests, do what I got to do, so be it. But to not even see that there's an option for media to attend scared the hell out of me. It made me think like, do they realize like I can't, I don't have a job at all, if I don't attend these events. You don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Like, we all don't have jobs. At least a good a good few of us actually do this for a living. We don't just show up and then do an interview and we have a day job. That's not the way this works. So I'm really personally concerned for, for like, how long this is gonna go on for.
1: You don't have to think about necessarily the plight of the media individual as a fan, you have a right to have the fight represented to you through objective eyes. Like, that's the job of the press, right? To ask questions when things uh, are questionable and to deliver a uh, first-hand account of what's taking place. So I don't expect to get a lot of sympathy from the inner workings of boxing politics for the press if they can control it. The issue isn't us. The issue is the fans' access to not having their view of what's taking place controlled and uh, delivered to them as spoon-fed. You have to have an objective observer. That's what the press does. Michelle, the people who watch your content, especially the ones who watch Michelle for Michelle's sake, not just Googling boxing and hair hey, comes across Michelle, they want your perspective on what's happened. They trust you as an arbitrator of dispute if something goes awry. They trust your voice standing next to a fighter and getting... From him, answers on issues and delving into topics that a promoter may not want discussed, challenging fighters on issues that they may not be honest about, observing what happens in the ring for things that may not be in the network or promoter's best interest to broadcast. When there have been dozens, if not over the annals of history, thousands of times when something's happened at a fight that the press had to expose. And also, multiple times, thousands of times when moments happen at a fight that the fans would have never been exposed to if the press weren't there with cameras and questions. You can't produce a fight like this or or a sport like this, combat sports, mind you, in a vacuum where the network and the promoter have complete control over the message and the optics. And the account of what's taking place. Simply put, there's a free and fair press for a reason. It's because things need to be objectively viewed and the fans have have a a right to know exactly what's going on from multiple perspectives. Not just like, again, a produced television show like WWE or something that you're being spoon-fed and only seeing what those who have conflicting interests want you to see. It's about the fans' freedom, not ours, but our duty is to deliver that freedom, that objective view, that challenging of the company line and the fighters themselves to the audience. And if the press isn't there to do that, I guarantee you it won't be done. No promoter has that in their interest and no network wants to show you anything but what benefits the network and sells the next fight. So from the fans' perspective, I'm curious if this kind of structure works for you. Beyond like just simply missing out on a what I would consider an essential element of the sport, can boxing even survive these kind of regulations? And my final question is, if you're going through all this process— to make sure everyone is screened and quarantined and clean and checked one more time on the way in, plus you have paperwork. Then why the fuck do we all need to be six feet apart and only one person being... I thought everybody was good. If everybody's not good, then we might as we'll just let everybody come. It's like one or the other. Trying to do both is a bit extreme and prohibitive. Why are we doing all this testing and screening and quarantining and isolating and paperwork and testing on the way in? if we're going to be treated like everybody's infected once we get in there. Like, come on, guys. That's
0: why I'm saying there's, there's a lot of contradictions that are going on, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. And again, I, I could not stress this enough, like to not see that media were included in on this is very worrisome. And to be honest with you, I don't see anybody really caring because quite frankly, if you're not, If you're not under someone's banner, you're not really their responsibility. And even though, you know, for example, like myself, I've spent nearly 10 years building my business, and I would really hate to see it crumble under something like this because we were not considered essential
1: to return to to work. Right. Um, So again, like, uh, we're very interested in the fans' opinions. And if you have questions, we've got questions, but we might have some answers We may know a little bit more than you, but to be honest, along these lines, we're just reading you what we've been sent. And we we probably know more than you, but believe me, we have our share of questions, too. We'd like to hear yours. Uh, if things pursue this way, I, again, I, I can't wait to find out how this UFC thing turns out in Florida tonight. But we might end up in a, just a, a laundry list of circus-type of fights and atmospheres, hybrids. I mean, look, we talked about fighters.
0: He has press there. So I'm just like I said, I'm a little confused as to why why I'm reading based on what I'm reading. Who knows? It could be revised totally. But it what, have what to
1: be revised to make it
0: workable? Yeah, to what we've been given does not indicate media. So I'm curious, like if the UFC is capable of doing this right now and still maintaining running a, you know, a show successfully then why can't boxing follow
1: suit? Yeah, well, I mean... Listen, right now, things have gotten so crazy with these fighters coming out of retirement, boxing putting, at least in England, putting this kind of really what I consider a prohibitive standard of um, protocol in front of us. And the UFC out in Florida so far, almost so good. I'm actually... I'm not glad that anyone has virus, of course, this is not what that's about. But as a test case, since someone, unfortunately, does have it and did participate in the buildup and the event immediately prior to the actual fight night, and then the system worked and was discovered, I'm curious to see how that then affects the event, what the protocol is going forward, I mean, you have to credit the UFC with getting out front and taking a risk and doing the thing, and now they've got a case that's been exposed and see if they can continue on if this show actually happens ultimately and in what way, because more so than like a document that seems a bit bit extreme, we should follow a model that works, and the UFC has gone out there and tried to create a model that might work, and I'm interested to see if it does. Um, Whether or not the next fight we see might be Oscar De La Hoya in a cage against Conor McGregor or if Conor McGregor in a ring against Oscar De La Hoya are the kind of prospects that we might have to look at if boxing doesn't get its shit together. Like, you, can you imagine? UFC promoters might end up taking over boxing because they figured it out and we're looking at like a laundry list of prohibitive protocols. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If you don't I was,
0: know, I was having a hard time, you know, with us having this topic mentioned. Who is? I said I was having a hard time, you know, with the, with knowing that this topic was going to be mentioned because it's sort <laughs> of like, it's not <laughs> happening.
1: Back to Fantasy Fridays. like. <laughs> you know, are, Man, I can't say that anything's not happening at this point. Like,
0: no, I just think a lot of people are enjoying, like you said, they're enjoying the what-ifs and, you know, if this happened, what if that happened, and a lot of people are just bored at home, you know, talking crap to each other. It's, it's, in, it's an interesting one, but I, it's not happening. Come on now.
1: Listen, Come on I still, Oscar De La Hoya, as retired as he's been for as long as he has, I haven't seen 15 seconds of him hitting the mitts like Mike Tyson. I still got Oscar in the fight. Like, that's how much UFC and boxing are apples and oranges. Oh, well. Conor McGregor can't beat anybody whose name I know in a boxing match. Look what
0: he he fought. Look
1: look what he fought by Mayweather. He was still trying to take
0: him down. He was still doing moves that were illegal. Like, he couldn't actually get through an actual fight without wanting to resort to turning to MMA. Like, it's just very different.
1: I mean, if, am I mistaken? Was this not one of the punches? Like, it's over. Like, somebody, like, wait, like, this this is what I should have seen immediately thereafter. This guy's not qualified. Let it go, dude, and I'm
0: like, what? What do you mean? Like, and then, then, he, then he's trying to, like, hug him from behind and stuff. And I'm like, this is, th- yeah. what? And he yeah. was never docked a point or... Uh, Yeah, I
1: know. There never was a point, Michelle. You can't (laughs) talk a point where there is no point. That's my point. This is my point about UFC boxing, mixing it all. And by the way, uh, cage fans, UFC guys, I also couldn't name a single boxer, not one name that I know, who could win a UFC cage fight, MMA style, against Conor McGregor. That is just neither one of those things are happening. So let's stop trying it. Let's find out, fight fans, whether or not we can get, first of all, uh, our royalty, their head in order, and re- make them understand that they are now boxing royalty. Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, these guys are well, well above the cut of the rest. These guys are legends, and we can't let our legends be destroyed any more than you would allow those structures that are the pillars of your home to be ripped out. Like that's what boxing is. Having, being able to grow old, still make money, not be desperate for a paycheck so that you have to put yourself back in harm's way, possibly for permanent damage, much more likely permanent damage. We should be able to support their podcasts, support them as broadcasters, support their brands. If they've given to you a childhood or a young adulthood, that was exciting and they contributed to the sport and now you've got some money to spend, go spend it with our legends. Don't let the paycheck be the reason that these guys get themselves killed in the ring. And don't hype it up on social media like you don't understand how violent and dangerous the sport is. I want Mike Tyson and all his faculties and his ability to enjoy the rest of his life, just like Evander Holyfield, to be for as many long days as possible. I want to enjoy those guys on the planet For as long as possible and i think and hope that all the fight fans that can hear us and those who are on social media just excited about talking boxing take a breath and realize what's on the line for real
0: well is there a way that we can see get a few opinions
1: yeah i mean
0: um the fans saying about either of the topics we've
1: discussed Yeah. Um, all right. I got. I got Mike. Do you want to see Mike Tyson fight Shannon Briggs? No. All right. No. <laughs> all right. We we've got uh, my my resident <laughs> boxing fan aficionado. Like he says the same thing I say. Under no circumstances does he want to see that. That's encouraging. Like, that, that's, that's a fight fan through and through. But we got to give people a chance to chime in. Like, this show will be up. You know how we do it. You can reach out to us on social media. You can comment right here on the section underneath the video. But we want to know. And then next week, um, we will review what you've said. And I'm sure there will be plenty of new fake news and real news to report. And until then, Michelle... Radio Rahim, all the other names you know that cover boxing are going to continue to tirelessly work to bring you whatever stories are out there to set up our own equipment, and make our own calls, get access to the fire so we can talk about whatever's on their mind or whatever is possibly happening next and keep digging and keep getting stories to you. So when boxing returns, don't forget that we're the ones who helped keep it alive while it was like withering on the vine with every other sport when they go back to making those checks they go back to putting those fights in front of you on the television in whatever regard that they are able to do don't forget we as are you the fan essential aspects of the sport and if they cut us one out they cut us all out if they don't allow michelle or myself or the other names that you know and follow to cover the sport they're not just handicapping our ability to continue in pursuit of our careers they're handicapping your ability to watch the fights and have a unbiased perspective on what's being put in front of you as honest competition who's going to keep them honest if not us who's going to be your eyes and ears if not us who's going to do the work like we're doing today and that you see all week if not us so we look after you, look after us, and when the fights do return, let's all keep an eye on them. Stuck with you, Radio Raheem, and... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye, fight fans!
1: <laughs> Bye, fight fans!